0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rachel Zimmerman Show on KMOX. Hope everyone's doing well out there. I am personally very happy that we have made it through the month of February and we have entered March. For whatever reason, February is just... Not my favorite month. It's shorter, even though I know we had a long one this year with the leap year, but it's shorter, but it feels so long and it's so dreary. I know uh, former KMOX reporter Kevin Colleen did a pretty famous viral video about that a couple years ago, which you should check out if you've never seen before. But yeah, I'm glad we have left February 2024 in the dust and we are on to March. want to start the show out uh, by talking about something I just can't let go of this week. I'm sure you've heard of the Willy Wonka experience in Glasgow. If you haven't, you really need to Google it. Just look it up. It is so funny, you guys. Uh, <laughs> so, this company, like, it advertised that this Willy Wonka experience and it looked amazing and it looked so great because they used AI photos to kind of get across their point and like look it's going to be this wonderful land of candy and mystical you know wondrous whatever it's it's Willy Wonka right? So people bought tickets I think they were about 35 bucks and they showed up and it was just a complete letdown I've been calling it the fire fest of Willy Wonka experiences if you guys remember Firefest and what a disappointment that was and how expectations And reality just didn't meet up there. But uh, yeah, people showed up and they barely had any decorations. They barely had any candy. I think they were like opening cans of lemonade and pouring you a very tiny amount of liquid as your drink. It was so silly and so over the top bad. Uh, But the thing I think we really need to walk away from here is we as consumers need to become a little more savvy when it comes to this AI stuff. Look at these pictures a little more closely. Just examine what's going on more, because more and more people are going to use AI to kind of dupe you into something, and then you're going to get there, or you're going to, you know, the product you order is going to be shipped to you, and it's going to look totally different than what you were promised. So I kind of think it's on us to get a little smarter, but this was a funny one. Definitely look it up if you haven't seen it. Okay, guys, I am really excited about this week's show. I have some great guests on. First, I'm going to talk to Kara Spencer. She's the woman from the 8th Ward here in St. Louis, and she just has put forth a bill that is supposed to address reckless driving in the city of St. Louis obviously a major issue that we are facing. We're going to talk to her in the next segment. Then we're going to talk to Tiff J. Sutton. She is a portrait photographer, extremely talented, and her work is on display now at 21C Museum and Hotel in downtown St. Louis. So we're going to get her thoughts uh, on her artwork that is hanging there and just have a nice conversation with her. Then we're going to wrap up the show with my friend Trisha Trisha Everding. She is an on-air personality here at Odyssey, and we're just going to have some fun and talk about pop culture and just kind of have a silly fun segment to round out the show. So I hope you guys enjoy. If you miss any part of the conversation today, don't forget to download the podcast on the Odyssey app or anywhere else you get your podcasts. When we come back, I'm going to talk to Kara Spencer on the Rachel Zimmerman show here on KMOX. You're on KMOX. Joining me now is Kara Spencer. She's the alderwoman from the 8th Ward here in the city of St. Louis, and she's here to discuss Board Bill 221. Kara, first of all, thanks for joining me today. Um, Let's start by talking about Board 221. Just kind of tell us about the reckless driving situation here in St. Louis and why you think it's turned into such a problem. Oh, my gosh.
1: Reckless driving is just absolutely out of control uh, in the city of St. Louis, and it has been for some time. And so, um, you know, it's kind of thinking through, you know, how, how can we stop these drivers who are not only endangering people's lives, but ending people's lives. I mean, we have seen some just really, really heartbreaking tragedies um, in our downtown area, but this is a problem throughout our neighborhoods. Um, And so... Um, You know, I think it's time we take some real serious action. Board Bill um, 221 um, will empower the police department and city authorities to put a boot on the car of somebody who's driving recklessly. And the reason why we kind of went down that path right now, if you're driving recklessly, obviously, an officer can pull you over. They can write you a ticket. um, But whether or not you show up for court and what happens in that courtroom is to be determined. And it certainly doesn't have any impact on the rest of your evening. And so what we want to do is arrest the vehicle, stop the vehicle from endangering the lives of our community right then and there and create a hurdle um, a hurdle for the individuals involved in that um you know to get their vehicle back and get back on the road
0: i think some people are concerned that uh it's a little broad and reckless driving is you know that could mean a lot of things so in the bill what do you lay out that that means
1: right now we the city has a reckless driving ordinance um that is very broad and we we maintain that same broad language in the original draft of the bill and what we're doing right now now that we've got it introduced and we're starting conversations with stakeholders uh, mobility advocates members of the public and other experts in the field um, we are uh, putting together a definition that will kind of hone in on that reckless driving um, what what would constitute that we're not looking to Um, Apply this to people who fail to stop at a stop sign or, you know, are speeding 10 miles over. I mean, this is really for reckless and endangerment. Um, And so uh, we are honing in on what that could look like.
0: Are you at all concerned concerned that we have enough police presence or resources to tackle
1: this right now? You know, that is a big concern. You know, we heard at the end of last year that where our police staffing was at an all time low, and that has even decreased since then. You know, as the chair of the Budget and Public Employees Committee, I'm keeping a close tab on our staffing levels across the board. And, you know, from the end of December through the first of February, we lost 34 staff members in our police department. Um, And that's a huge loss in a short amount of time. So I do have concerns about that, um, you know, and that is why I think coming down with a serious repercussion, you know, a right then and there repercussion can help to curb uh, the behavior of driving recklessly. This is something that, um, you know, we're having a difficult time getting our head, you know, getting our policing around. um, And that's why I think adding another tool to the toolbox, so to speak. Um, can be helpful and 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 not only, um, you know, kind of intervening, but like I said, changing the culture. We want this to be a deterrent to that behavior from the beginning.
0: Yeah, you talk about having other tools in the toolbox. We talk Mm -hmm. a lot on KMOX about maybe if we added like some roundabouts in some of these intersections or some blockades. Do you guys talk about stuff like that?
1: Um, you know we do right now, um, and has been the case for several, for as long as I've been uh, in city government. We don't have a robust, uh, you know, infrastructure system, you know, for investing in our roads and and redesigning our roads to be safer. This is hugely problematic. This was a big big discussion point in the last mayoral race, uh, and I talked about this extensively, where we really have a need for a department that um, looks at transportation and invest infrastructure holistically. A lot of those investments right now, the majority of them are made at that aldermanic level, the ward level, um, and it really um, comes down to the alder person and whether or not they have ward capital funds allocated by ward uh, for these investments. And it's a very poor way of doing city planning, and it's a very poor way of investing in infrastructure. We are, however, right now embarking upon um, a $1.2 million uh, mobility study. Um, that can will, at the end of it, make recommendations on how we should move forward as a city. And I think that is an important step in moving in the direction of investing in, in, you know, in our roads that can can promote safety.
0: Kara, I know you always do your homework. I'm wondering if you've been in contact with friends or colleagues in other major cities who have faced similar problems.
1: You know, I'm uh, thank you for saying that, Um, you know, we are looking at other cities and states, certainly, um, you know, that is an important piece of the puzzle here. looking at, you know, reckless driving at the state level. There's a lot to be desired here in Missouri compared to other states. Um, And we're taking from examples in other cities, those definitions of reckless driving and not just uh, city city policies. We're looking at NACTO and other national organizations on transit, um, you know, to try to look at best practices or what would be, you know, what would be exemplary um, local municipal um, regulation. Um, Kara, what are some other things you're focusing on right now? Well, that's a great question. Um, We've been focusing on our budget. Um, You know, we had called our department heads um, to come to you know, talk to our um, committee, uh, you know, in preparation for next year's budget. Unfortunately, the mayor's office has really uh, put the kibosh on that. So we're trying to figure out how to best prepare for next year's budget. Um, we we recognize as well, I mean, we could be looking at a lot of shortfalls, um, you know, with the, you know, lawsuit on the earnings tax looming, Um And just a huge decrease in our city's population. We are seeing population loss at unprecedented levels. I mean, these are historic uh, uh, um, losses of people. And that's our tax base, Um, not just the people who live here, but businesses leaving. These are very, very concerning facts. Um, You know, we're looking at our crime stats. There's been a lot of discrepancies there. This is very alarming. And, of course, I mentioned the staffing issues. We're, We're down... 30% Thirty percent across the board, um, and and in staffing, and this means that the city is unable to deliver city services. And lastly, I'm really focused on the Rams money um, and what we're spend, what we're proposed to spend that on. I am a big proponent, um, you know, of recognizing the reason we got those funds was that, as you know, the result of a lack of um, a major source of revenue for our city and our downtown area, and I liked. To see those funds, I think anything short of investing them in a way to drive revenue um, in the city is is a failure on our part.
0: Kara, let's end with kind of a fun question here. Um, I the focus of the Rachel Zimmerman show is like what's what's going right in the city of St. Louis, or you know, what are we doing to make things better? I know you're a major cheerleader for the city. Softball question for you: What fun stuff have you
1: been doing in St. Louis lately? Just having fun? Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, I'm a big cyclist, so the weather has been absolutely gorgeous. I've been cycling along the North Riverfront Trail almost every day, um, having a great time going through the beautiful arch grounds. Our arch grounds, I mean, talk about things that are going right. I mean, you know, the the visitorship is up tremendously there as well as it should be. I love seeing people down there and um, you know, just going out, um, you know, there's a lot of great new restaurants and 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 fun things to do, but now that the weather's turning, I'm really excited. I spent some time yesterday at the botanical gardens, uh checking out the crocuses coming up and in, in bloom and And I just, you know, there's so much to do. It's hard to really pinpoint one thing, but there certainly is a lot of good things going on. I'm excited to see the soccer team doing so well and kicking off a great season.
0: Awesome. Well, that's Kara Spencer, Alderwoman from the 8th Ward. Thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate your time.
1: Sure. Anytime. Always happy to come on. Call from mom. Answer
4: it. Call silenced.
2: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Minimum of 4 lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due $35 per line connection charge applies ctmobile.com After the end of a good fight you deserve a nice cold reward. is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight the better the reward.
0: You're listening to The Rachel Zimmerman Show on KMOX, and it's time to do some uh, a spotlight on an artist right now, which we love to do on this show. Tiff J. Sutton is a portrait photographer. Her uh, series Black Body Radiation is on display at Elevate at 21C Museum Hotel through June. And I'm very pleased to uh, welcome her to The Rachel Zimmerman Show. Tiff, it's so great to talk to you. Likewise, Rachel. Thank you for having me on your show. So I I was doing a little research on you, and I know you're based in St. Louis and you attended Wash U, but did you grow up here in St. Louis? I did. I was
5: actually born in Rochester, New York, but my parents, my mom is from St. Louis, born and raised, and she wanted to be closer to her family. So we moved around for a while until we landed here in St. Louis, and I've been here since about six or seven Very nice. Uh, When did you first pick up a camera? I was 15 and I wanted to be a cinematographer because I was in love with Alfred Hitchcock. And I thought it would be awesome to be like him. (laughs) (laughs) Only this was the early 90s and video cameras were so expensive back then. And I couldn't afford one. But my dad had a Pentax Botmatic uh, point and shoot, not point and shoot, but SLR single lens reflex camera and I borrowed that until they bought me a point and shoot.
0: And then I've been in love ever since. That's awesome. Any other, uh, uh, cinematographers that inspire you? Well, I mean, Alfred Hitchcock is as a director, not
5: technically right. a cinematographer, but I think I really love like Lawrence of Arabia was one of my favorite films and Jurassic park back then when I was a little younger and, I just was like in love. North by Northwest is still my favorite movie. I watched that movie constantly. I love it. I love it so much. It's just the beauty of it and the simplicity of all the shots that really attracted me to wanting to be a cinematographer. And in my photographs, you can kind of see that a little bit. Um, although now I do videos sometimes uh, in my arts practice uh, you know, to, to, uh, scratch that itch, a cinematography, uh, itch. And, uh, yeah, I think, I don't know, like, I'm trying to think of who else I really, what movies I really like to watch. I love Woody Allen movies. I know he's problematic, but I still <laughs> love the movies. Uh, my favorite, probably Woody Allen movie is, um, Midnight in Paris. It's me and my boyfriend's favorite movie. We watch it. Oh my God. We watch this movie maybe like three times a year. <laughs> every quarter we' watching this movie. Um, and then I love anime too. Like I fell in love with the Kira back in the nineties when it came out. I think it came out a little early eighties or mid eighties, but we've, we've
0: seen that movie for a while too. Just, oh, I love cinema it's just so much. So tell me about your photographs. What is it that you want to convey in your work?
5: Uh, that's interesting. I like to convey a couple of things but my main reason for making images of black women is for people to get used to seeing them in art. You know, like there's not a lot of black women photographers. Um, actually there are more now than there has been in, uh, in a couple of years in the past few years, but there's not many black women in art, like uh, as subjects that aren't either um, part of the scene in some sense or derogatory or, or whatnot. So it just needs to be seen more positively and more variety of Black women in in space, in the art space.
0: Yeah, I had seen on your website uh, part of the description of your work. Uh, this is a direct quote here. Sutton's love language is the camera, and she lavishly frames her lens on Black women. I really liked that. So So that positive view is mm-hmm. what you're trying to get across to people
5: mm-hmm. yeah lo- yeah camera is my love language i love it so much if I if i if i photograph you that means i'm in love with you i'm endeared to you i mean back in college is how i met my boyfriend
0: <laughs> that's so cool um i wanted to i also saw that you really t- try to take your time with your photo sessions mm-hmm. how important is that time to the end product we actually
5: photograph for maybe 20 minutes of an hour-long conversation, of an hour-long shoot. Um, that's the goal. However, we end up talking for two hours after the photo shoot's over. And the conversation was important. I want to listen to my subjects. I want to hear them. I want to get to know them on more than just a surface level. They become my friends, my subjects. So I only hang out with people who are I only photograph people who I want to be friends with. And uh, they become friends after our photo shoot. And then sometimes I invite them back. And then we have several photo shoots together m- along the years. I've done that with three models so far where I've had a photo shoot with them over twi- uh, uh two or three times so far, you know, and they live at of to one lives out of town. So whenever she's in town visiting her mom, she'll come over and we'll do a photo shoot. So and we'll spend most of that time listening, like listening to each other and just really hearing each other and trying to be that voice or be that ear rather to to have someone to lean on and and be friends with and.
0: Just build a community with. Yeah, I love that you're not just making art. You're also building relationships. That's really cool.
5: Yeah, exactly. I love building relationships, too. (laughs) It's my my Gregarian attitude is that I I have to talk and I have to be friends with everyone because I just it it
0: needs to be a nicer world. Right. Absolutely. So what's your favorite piece in the Black Body Radiation series? Uh, my favorite piece
5: is as everyone's. I think everyone's kind of got this favorite one. It's, it's of on my friend Hebea on uh, on her on her son's bed. It's one of my first shots that I took. It's called "Woman on Son's Bed." It's uh it's a kaleidoscope of of uh, portraiture. So you'll see her face maybe four or five times in the same shot, and she is in a kaleidoscope of reds and blues and pinks. And I just think it's a beautiful photo. We had a wonderful conversation. We've actually photographed twice since. Uh, So she's one of the ones I go back to. She's an artist as well. And uh, yeah, it was just one of those creative moments that just really hit very well. Of course, I use film, so I don't know what it looks like until I get it back and get it scanned. So that was an also kind of like a pleasant Christmas morning type feel when I saw the image come up from the scanner. So, yeah, I have to say that's probably my favorite one.
0: That's awesome. Tiff, while I have you here, this isn't really about your work, but it sort of is too. what you do and what you're describing to me is so personal. And you're Mm -hmm. building these relationships. How do you feel about the rise of A.I. art? How does that hit you? Does that bother you at all? Not really. I mean, like, AI art has its moments. And
5: uh, it's not something I want to experiment with. Because yeah, I love building that person human to human relationship. But when I see AI art, one, it's not to the standard of a lot of other art forms. So I know it's in its infancy. People said this about photography, but the death of painting, people still paint. You know, people thought this about digital photography over analog photography. People still use film, you know, when we thought, oh, photography is dead for sure. When people started using video cameras and then, you know, now it's A.I. It's like no one, no art form is truly going to die as long as there are people who love it and want to use it. Can't A.R. be like painting or or maybe create more 3D images? I played around with some images before. It looks cool. It's not for me, but it looks cool and I could see it becoming a thing um, with a lot of different artists, a lot of artists using it for that, for that sole purpose. Um, Yeah, I just, I think to use their own, it's not going to kill any art form, it's just going to improve and um, expand the art form, the
0: artist's. I love that answer. I love that attitude. So uh, Tiff J. Sutton is a portrait photographer. Black body radiation is on display at Elevate at 21Z- 21C Museum Hotel through June. Tiff, do you have any websites or socials you want to throw out there for people so they can follow Yeah, you? My,
5: my Instagram is TiffanyJoy1955, and my website is www.tiffjtiffsutton.com. Thank you for having me on your show, Rachel.
0: And to wrap up the Rachel Zimmerman Show, we are going to do some pop culture chats. And my friend Trisha... Oh, I almost called you Trisha Seekman. Trisha Everding is here. Hey, thanks for hey, having me. That's your maiden
4: name. It I, is. I'm yep, really I bad about that. still identify with it. No, it's okay. <laughs> uh, Mark Cox, actually, on 97.1, he's the worst about it. Really? He just, yeah, and he... Um, he doesn't mean to do it. He just won't give it up. <laughs> it's just like he's, years He's deafening you at this yeah. point. <laughs> yes,
0: <No>. he is. <laughs> like, no, I'm, I'm really excited to have you here because I've tried to talk about pop culture a couple times on the show, but just by myself. And then you just kind of feel like insane. Like, mm-hmm. what's Taylor Swift doing this week? <laughs> like, just to yourself. So I'm really glad you're here to kind of bounce some ideas off of. Uh, let's get started by talking about Donald Trump. Um, he was talking about Harry uh, what's his last name? Harry, you know, Prince Harry. Prince Harry. What is his last name? I don't know. Like Harry of McRoyal Wales? or something. Who knows? Um, but he was talking to the Daily Express, that's a UK publication, and he said um that if it were up to him as far as Harry's immigration status, he said, quote, I wouldn't protect him. He betrayed the Queen. That's unforgivable. He would be on his own if it was down to me. Oh. Yeah, I kind of love that response, uh-huh. like he betrayed the queen. That's <laughs> really really like he's got the queen's back on
4: that i love how much americans care about british royalty like and even to the point where trump's like yes like he has the queen's back like right what in the world are you talking about you should have no you have no loyalty to the queen or you can in my opinion i don't know I, i get why it's kind of fascinating to watch him
0: but see i'm one of those people who i'm like I think the, the royalty is so stupid. Who cares? And then I get really into all of this. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you've seen this story floating around on Twitter the past couple of days, but nobody knows where Kate Middleton just is. just going to say that. Where is Kate? Yes. <laughs> where is she? The she Princess kind of, of Wales? Well, that's what they're saying. So for days and days now, it's been like, well, where is Princess Kate? She hasn't showed up anywhere. I'm sorry if she's not. The, OK, so she's the Princess of Wales. They have so many titles that shift and change all the time. It's hard to keep track. I'm still trying to figure out their last name. No yeah i feel like it's like
4: we could google it we could it, and i don't mean to derail it but You're i fine. don't know that i've ever heard
0: the royal family family's last name prince harry last name see isn't it so great to have a smartphone where you can um he's the duke of sussex oh my gosh trisha i'm so glad we're talking about this due to being royal harry doesn't have a last name
1: <laughs> what?
0: In fact the official name listed on his son Archie's birth certificate is His Royal Highness Henry Charles Albert David D- David Duke of Sus- Sussex. So they don't have a last name. So they just have 12 first names. Yeah.
4: Okay. They're yeah, like I don't Ricky Bobby, the, Ricky
0: Bobby <laughs> of the UK. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no one knows where Kate is. Finally, Kensington Palace came out and released this statement. He said the Princess of Wales has returned home to Windsor to continue her recovery from surgery. She's making good progress. The Prince and Princess wish to say a huge thank you to the entire team at the London Clinic, et cetera, et cetera. The Wales family. Okay, so they go by like the Wales family. Instead of a last name, I guess Mm -hmm. they continue to be grateful for the well wishes they have received from around the world. But it still doesn't explain like she can't post a selfie or something to let us know that she's doing okay. Do you think that William and Kate,
4: that's the couple, right? Yeah. Do you think that they get mad because Harry and Meghan upstage them in the spotlight?
0: Absolutely. You think so? I do. I think there's some, again, like I said, I'm always like a hater here, but I read like everything I come across Mm -hmm. and apparently there is some pretty bad blood there and then they feel like... Uh, Harry and Meghan have just, you know, like crapped on the royal family so much. And there's just like a huge they're divide Trump with this one. Yeah, absolutely.
4: Can you believe what my brother
0: did? This is interesting, though, this Princess Kate story, though, because the way it plays out on Twitter, people have such different views of it. Um, a lot of people think, you know, something weird is going on, like maybe they're getting a divorce and. Since King Charles is sick, they don't want to come out with that right now because then, like, what happens if we lose King Charles? Then we have like a single king and Prince William if they get a divorce. Mm -hmm. But then other people are like, oh, just as I thought, you could have protected Princess Diana this whole time and you chose not to. It's just funny the different perspectives people have on these Mm -hmm. actions. I guess whatever your worldview was going into it is kind of reflected in that. But Well, best of luck to Princess Kate. Uh, We have our eyes peeled for her. Hopefully she shows up soon. Let's talk about the American royal family. That's Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Um, So (laughs) never heard of these people. No, um, this is another thing where I'm like, I don't care. And then I every time there's a story, I click on it and read about it. So Robert Kraft is the owner of the New England Patriots. And he did an interview recently and he was joking around and said Taylor Swift should have dated Gronk instead because he's better looking than Travis Kelsey. I have to. Uh, Travis Kelsey is not my favorite person, um, but he's definitely better looking than Gronk. He's a cute True. guy, but I I had never heard of Travis Kelsey before he started da- dating Taylor Swift. I will admit that. And then I was like, oh, this guy's pretty cute. But his behavior at the Super Bowl and like all the Super Bowl parties, I'm just like, you are not my type of dude. Like he's you're, a lot. He's a lot. Mm-hmm. He's a partier. He's he's getting on the microphone and he's just being really. He's just being a type of guy that like, yeah.
4: <laughs> I, I don't want to hang out with. I'm it's sorry. not my jam. I've got a girlfriend who has been, excuse me, um, obsessed is not a fair word, but I'm going to use it anyway. Obsessed with him since before the Taylor Swift thing. Okay, had the Kelsey jersey every time he's on screen. She's like, anytime he's making a play, she's go, babe, go, babe, go. <laughs> like she's she's in pretty deep. Uh, so I he was on my radar, but he always dated. Like one of his most famous girlfriends was Megan the Stallion. He Travis dated, Kelsey dated Megan the Stallion? Yes. He dated like very like pretty voluptuous black women. Yeah. So then when Taylor Swift came along, it was like, Whoa, what so I don't know what that means. I don't think it lends I know that there's that whole conspiracy theory out there about them and I don't think any of that's true.
0: Um I don't know. I'm willing to, I mean, since we're gossiping and it's want pop get culture that? chat. Yeah. I mean, there is part of me that's like, it does seem sincere. Like the videos of them out on the field mm-hmm. where she's like hugging him and kissing him and oh my gosh, I love you. That seems very sweet and very sincere. But... I don't trust Travis Kelsey the whole fact that maybe this is unfair because I'm talking into a mic right now but like the fact that he has a podcast with his brother I'm like you're already in the NFL why are you yeah. so hungry it feels like he really wants more fame and there was even a story he that did a he, reality
4: show too like a dating reality show did he really yes years ago that was like kind of on the getting in the scene of like rising his profile yeah, yeah I think he's notorious for being a bit of a player and really liking the spotlight yeah
0: so i mean they could have a sincere relationship it's just awfully convenient is all i'm saying since we're being shady i hope she doesn't
4: get hurt i worry about taylor honestly i love taylor swift i always have like since she came out i I grew up with her so i feel close to her uh, <laughs> i think that it has to be really hard to be taylor swift because there's only one taylor swift you're i mean you are she's a, a phenomenon. How do you find somebody that you can trust to date? How do you not everywhere you look think, like,
0: is there an ulterior motive? How do you, like, genuinely get to know somebody? It's a fair question. Um, Speaking of Taylor, so Joe Biden did Seth Meyers' show on Monday, I guess. I didn't watch. I'm not a big late night with Seth Meyers fan, but I saw clips and uh, Seth Meyers asked if there was a conspiracy between him and Taylor Swift, like if Taylor Swift was going to endorse him. And Joe Biden says, where are you getting this information? It's classified. But I will tell you, she did endorse me in 2020. So ha ha ha. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) Joe, he's killing it on the late night scene. That's the
4: thing with the like the political conspiracy. That's kind of silly. Taylor Swift's been a democrat the whole time. She's yeah. she's out there like pretty vocal about her policy like uh, opinions. So she's probably going to back the democratic candidate no matter who she's dating. That's yeah, I thought the super lot.
0: the whole like the conspiracy that the Chiefs were going to win the Super Bowl so that Taylor Swift could endorse Joe Biden. I'm mm-hmm. like, she could just get on Instagram with her 300 million subscribers right now. And... Yeah, she doesn't need the Chiefs. Yeah, she And that's does why not. Kraft
4: wants her to date Gronk, because he wants oh. the jersey sales. They need her. See, so. you're
0: thinking deeper about these things. I'm just like, yeah, he thinks Gronk is better looking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When he's clearly not, Travis Kelsey is the the cutie of the two. Oh, I'm excited about this. There's a new HGTV show called Lakefront Empire, and it's going to be set in Lake of the Ozarks. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, I'm not. I I've have gotten pretty into HGTV before. I it's on at the nail salon whenever I go, and I'm like, this is pretty cool. So the fact that it's going to be set in the Ozarks, like I'll have to check that out. I think it starts. Okay, it premieres at 9 p.m. Monday, March 11th, on HGTV and Max. If you are an HBO. Uh, subscriber here's i want to get your take on this trisha um kim kardashian and anna taylor joy are both in hot water right now because they were wearing corsets like i guess kim just wore one on social media or something Mm -hmm. and anna taylor joy joy won one wore one to a red carpet event and everyone's saying like you're taking body positivity back hundreds of years what do you think is it a big deal no
4: i think no i don't i think on the same red carpet you have people wearing Actually, nothing or clothespins. I it does not bother me. Yeah, was it that they're wearing corsets?
0: It doesn't bother me either. I I could see like. Anytime anyone does anything, you could say you're being a bad example or you're mm-hmm. setting an unrealistic expectation. Kim Kardashian sets an unrealistic expectation just by being her and yes. looking the way she does. So isn't that
4: the whole idea of like celebrities? They set an an ideal that just isn't
0: actually attainable. And that's such part of a society. good point. Such a good point. Well, um, thanks. My last story here, Drea De Mateo. Do you know who that is? She was on The Sopranos. Did you watch The Sopranos? I didn't. So she played um, Adriana, and she's a very beautiful woman. She started an OnlyFans account not too long ago. And now she's saying, OnlyFans saved my life 100%. She said uh, five minutes after she posted her first risque photo, she had dug herself out of the financial hole she was in and was able to pay off her mortgage Uh, She says, at one point I only had $10 in the bank and I was going to lose my home. Then OnlyFans came to the rescue. All right. I'm glad it worked out for her, but I hate stories like this because the implication is if you're poor, all you have to do is jump online and get naked and then everyone's going to give you money. You don't think that works the same I for don't, everybody? I don't think it you does. Think the celebrity status probably helped I think her? that probably helps quite a bit. And I think for the average person, it's probably going to limit your job opportunities in the future. So let's calm down about the OnlyFans mm-hmm. thing. people. It just drives me crazy. Look, if anyone wants to do that, it's your life. Do what you want to do. Exactly. But don't sell it as if it's like the thing that fixes all your problems because it's just not true. Or don't be surprised if there are consequences for the decisions. Absolutely. Trisha, thank you so much for joining me today. This is really fun. Yeah, this is super cool. I appreciate being you need to come back on and we'll do more pop culture chat. Anytime. All right. This is the Rachel Zimmerman show. I hope you guys have an amazing weekend. Bye.